Disclaimer. The views, information, or opinions discussed in this UCC podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the UCLA University Catholic Center and its staff. If you have any questions or comments concerning the information, leave a comment below or email us at catholicconvos at gmail.com. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Lord, you give us everlasting life, and all the things that we do, may we always honor your name. May we always honor you, O Lord. You are our heavenly creator. You are the light of our life. You are the sole reason why we are able to exist, why we are able to succeed. And there are so many times where we are disingenuous with ourselves, with our faith, with you. Help us to bring us closer to you, O Lord. Help us to truly know you in all the things that we do, in all of our interactions, in all of our friendships and relationships. Keep us safe, O Lord. As we go through this tumultuous time where there is great anguish and great uncertainty, you will pilot us to great horizons where we are able to do your will. In your most holy name we pray, amen. In the name of Fathers and Son and Holy Spirit, Amen. Today's reading is Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 30. Brothers and sisters, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he, is, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he might be firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Welcome back, everybody, to the second part of the UCC podcast. This should be episode... Oh, wait. I shouldn't have said this. I think it's episode eight. Um, But technically, it could be seven... 7b um anyways i'm here with chloe back again um if, if everything goes to plan this should have been there should have been an episode released yesterday i'm not going to tell you what day it is because i'm going to forget and i don't want to have my producer edit this again so yeah hello hi how are you doing since the last episode I'm i mean good. the last part of the episode <laughs> when did wait we recorded on sunday right or yeah, we recorded on Sunday, we and we had our Sunday. and since then we had our first orientation. Yes. Wait. Tell it. Wait. Tell me. How was orientation? <laughs> um. So it was okay. So our session was from seven to nine, and me and Ariel. He shout out to Ariel. He's also at Reach. We were alone in the room for like an hour. You came in though. You came in, but you left. After I'm like sorry. a minute, it's okay. I'm sorry. And then, but we were able to meet two new students, which was really exciting. 
yeah, it was just really, it was kind of nerve wracking because like, you know, you had to do the presentation and kind of like, kind of pitch to them the UCC and why they want to, they, why they should join. So, but it was also really fun because, you know, meeting new students is just really great. I think that, I don't know, what was your first experience like at the UCC and what, what attracted you to it? Or was it just because like, oh, I'm Catholic, so I'm going to just hang out at the Catholic Center. So that's just going to be my thing. Uh, yeah, so back home, I was pretty active as a youth ministry leader at my local parish. And so I, I really liked the sense of community uh, that I had back home. So I decided to really just continue that in college. So yeah, I went to the UCC with that in mind. Um, and yeah, through there, I was just, you know. I think just going back onto the experience experience with like the UCC, do you remember your first day being at the UCC um, and like what events you did and all that stuff? I, oh, I vividly remember the first year's retreat they held for us back in September. I think this is like a week after we moved in. I I remember I was hanging out with someone else uh, the night, like a few hours before, and we were just around Westwood. And then I we we walked back, and I walked to the UCC. And I remember as I was walking to the UCC, there was this other girl walking toward the UCC, and we kind of intersected, and we both kind of went in at the same time. And that girl was Isabella. So oh my god! Yeah, it was so crazy how we met, and then. Another girl was standing there. Um, her name is Molly. She's really good friends with me. I know oh, Molly. We're really good friends. Um, she, yeah, she doesn't really, she's not really like into like, she doesn't really go to student dinner and stuff like that, but she's a really great friend. And so, yeah, we just sat down in the lobby and we're like talking. And yeah, that's, and then everybody else came and that's pretty much how it happened. And then we did a scavenger hunt. And I remember I was in a team with Ty and Natalie oh and Jessica. Jessica was our leader. She was assigned to us to help us with the scavenger hunt. And we were having, like, she kept telling us the answers, which was really funny. Oh, my gosh. But, and then she was like, yeah, sorry, guys. I'm just going to be quiet for now. But it was just, <laughs> it was so cool. Just thinking about, like, how we all met that night. And afterward, several of us got... Uh, we went to BCAF and we got cupcakes for free, which is really cool. What? Wait, there's cupcakes at BCAF? Yeah. Um, we were there like at like midnight and they were closing, but they had a lot of extra cupcakes. And so the employees gave it to us for free. See, that, that's an amazing experience that you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I see, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to recall my first moments or maybe like the first retreat and i don't know whether if i can't recall it because i um am old now (laughs) 21 years old you know not 21 years young but um i think that my first ever memory of the ucc was at student dinner um and i met jason vu and we always have this running joke about just saying like hi jason and then he says hey jason um i mean that's not a running joke but it's also just like a a throwback to how we first introduce ourselves and everything. And Jason Vu's is one of the smartest kids. You listen to him when you speak, when he speaks and everything, and everything that comes out of his mouth is absolutely gold. I also remember just during student dinner, Brianna Tanusi, who is who was here, episode two, 
she gave me this kind of dirty look and saying like, I, I cannot believe you're here. Um, you have followed me all throughout my my life. How could you be here? Oh, I'm just kidding. She was she was pretty nice, but she was also like, oh yeah, I know this kid. Um, yeah, this kid used to be in a choir with me, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess he's here now and everything. So I I hung around Brianna Tanusi like a like a lost sheep. I followed her around. Whatever Brianna says, I I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. Everything, and I remember seeing Christine and Cecilia. Um, I don't know if you you know them. I think they were Calm Life. I could be wrong. I know Cecilia could also have been. I know she. I know they were both in the choir, but I'm gonna get this wrong. I'm gonna get this slayed. Uh, forgive me, <laughs> Christine and Cecilia, uh, for getting the facts wrong. But I do remember their presence like really heavily, at least for my student dinner, my first student dinner. But Otherwise, I think I remember the big event I went to was fall retreat. I think I, unlike unlike you, have not gone to a lot of the um week zero, uh, Bruin stuff. Did you also go to the Dockweiler Beach, like the beach bonfire thing in Majig? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Nice. I I think Were I've been there? to. Were you there? I've I've never been to oh. <laughs> any of the UCC oh, beach okay. events. So the the funny thing is, um. The Nikkei Student Union, which is a group that I was and kind of still am um, heavily a part of, um, which is the Japanese-American um, student group at UCLA. I only joined that group because of Kyoto Taiko, um, because I used to do Taiko drumming. But every week zero, they always had things every single day. So I think that's primarily the reason why I didn't go to any of the week zero UCC stuff, because... For NSU, we had Sautel runs, we had um, general meetings, we had we met at the Bruin Bear and did activities and all that stuff. For Kyoto, we had a performance at the near the Bruin Bear and everything. So it was like pretty week zero was a very, very fun, stressful time, especially if you're leading it. I remember leading it and it was a it was a mess being both Kyoto and NSU. That was just so much of a logistical nightmare. And then we ended up with um Doc Weiler and everything. And yeah, so I think that's why I was like, oh, I can't have two beach days in a row. So I, this is this is probably the my, the most controversial thing I'm gonna say in this podcast. So just fair warning, I I don't like the beach. <laughs> I I'm not a big fan of the beach at all. Uh, but I do enjoy spending time there with people. That's the only reason why I would go. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair because like when you go to the beach, like it's fun hanging out with your friends and like that quality time. But like logistically it's a hassle because you have all that stuff and then like the beach is really messy and you have a lot of sand i mean not that that will ruin the experience because it is part of the experience i know that this has been reiterated earlier in the pod or maybe maybe this is the first time but i just want to say that chloe is an amazing artist have you seen her art have you seen her artwork like everything is her art and i'm i know that you wanted to go into art I, I know that you talked at length about um i guess you know in another life you were a different artist but yeah i, I just want to say again chloe good job with the art thank you thank you i try if you were let, let's 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 dive in more into that if, if if you were going to the world of art like what kind of art would you study um, I think I want to, I would want to study something like, do you mean like art or just like 
drawing in general or just anything in the arts? I guess any. I guess I was thinking about like the school of art, kind of like oh, realism, surrealism. But no, yeah. Oh. Well, um, what kind of like um, art would you want to pursue? I feel like I'm more intrigued by film than actually like drawing and like stuff like that because you know I've I'm always I've been into storytelling since I was younger. Like as I reiterated earlier, I I watched films on HBO because we had it and you know like Wes Anderson and like stuff like that and so I've always dreamed I remember I would write like little stories and stuff growing up and I always dreamed of being a Hollywood screenwriter and so I I would I would love to kind of dabble in something in film my film seminar this past quarter um we had a producer kind of stop by and talk to us I can't I am actually not supposed to say who the producer is for the sake of their privacy, but they're well known. But oh my it gosh, just, it was just really interesting to hear what they had to say about the industry and just it really kind of connected to professional life where, you know, a lot of the success you make in the industry relies on the connections you make and, you know, and so, yeah, like I, I would love to make a film. I, it's, I'm just really intrigued by how, like, the aesthetics and, like, how just the cinemato- c- cinematography and editing works. Cause- I totally, I totally get it. And, I mean, I know I come from, like, a different medium that's way, way different. Because, like, I, I, I did musicals growing up. And I, I, I did plays um, just, like, e- even in, like, college and everything with performing in, like, um, the cultural nights and all that stuff. But with, with film there's a sort of intimacy that you kind of don't get on the musical because it's very close up. You can pick your angles. You can pick mm-hmm. your shots. Um, the way you film is, has to be very, very precise. And it's being a filmmaker is a meticulous process that takes a lot of creativity. And I do love Wes Anderson and the, I don't know, the aesthetic that he brings and everything. I wish that I know more about movies. I just know that I, I enjoy them. Um, like my, I think one of my favorite movies ever, and this is such a cop-out answer because I don't watch a lot of movies. It's The Dark Knight by Christopher Nolan, just for its cinematography. But you might, you might digress because Christopher Nolan is, I, I, I wouldn't say is the best director, but I guess for the storyline and everything, mm-hmm. especially for that like one film, that's, that's like one of my favorite films, if not my favorite film. About it. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I've actually never seen The Dark Knight before. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't think I'm really that interested into that movie. I did see Inception, but I do not remember it, sadly, because the last time I watched it was in middle school, early kind of high school. I know it's really sad, but, you know, in this film seminar I was taking, it was a Japanese cinema one. So Mm. we've explored a lot of different directors and, a lot of different films. Um, we watch. We watch one of the filmmakers that I had to study. His name is Ozu, and I think you'd like him. He his his style is really similar to like Wes Anderson's, where there's an emphasis on symmetry, and he has this technique where. Oh, I totally just brain farted. I forgot, but I made no a presentation on it, and he does this thing called pillow shots where he just takes um like five second 
he just films something for five seconds in the scene, like, let's say a tree or a flagpole, but he does it so beautifully. And he really uses it to kind of emphasize the mood and really highlight the emotions going on in the, in a, like foreshadowing the emotions in an upcoming scene. And so, yeah, I think for me, I do love the storytelling aspect, but I also love the aesthetics. Mm. I just feel like the visuals are really important in telling the story. And, you know, I, I am one, I love just like visual, like design and stuff like that. So I am a sucker for films that are just beautiful. And um, if I could recommend an Ozu movie for you to watch, it would be An Autumn Afternoon in Tokyo Story. So you should, those, Tokyo Story was ranked like one of the best films of all time, like ever. So you should watch it, I guess, based on that list. So it's called A a Tokyo Story. No, An Autumn Afternoon. Yeah, An Autumn Afternoon and Tokyo Story. What about animation because i know that the one um i guess really studio that everyone's been talking about in terms of japanese cinema is studio ghibli or ghibli uh films and so i've never watched one um really you haven't no i've been meaning to watch one but i don't watch a lot of japanese styled uh movie uh, animation movies or like anime movies Uh, i think the only actually the only one i've watched was the typical your name uh which was cute it was a very it was very cute but i i have yet to see seen a studio ghibli movie and i i plan to correct that real soon you sh- you need to watch one every single one that i've watched has made me cry um except for ponyo because i thought ponyo was really cute and you know it was just it made me really happy they are visually stunning you know howl's moving castle is a great example of that and grave of the fireflies Oh my gosh, I couldn't. It was so depressing. That one was so depressing. I I cried like 10 minutes within. Like it was just so sad, like from start to finish. Um, a really tragic story, but really beautifully like presented. Um, yes, uh, only yesterday. It's a really, it's kind of an obscure one, but I think that Loki, that one was my favorite because I do love coming of age stories a lot. Mm. There's a question I've been I've been wanting to ask you ever since we've went on this because your appreciation yeah. for for filmmaking and everything and just like your love of just the way things look would you ever consider doing like a cultural night producing kind of of that stuff I mean I know it's a different medium or would you ever consider doing something mm-hmm. with like UCC media maybe like a a short film involving actors yeah, within I the UCC love- I would love to make a short film. I haven't, I even envisioned like myself making short films for outreach. Like I, I actually, I didn't, I haven't even told anybody this because this, I made this in my own time. But when I was writing my paper for my seminar, I was just really procrastinating. So I made my own short film, but I haven't shown anybody it. So it's just sitting in my, my phone library, like right now. Like, oh my gosh. Wait, may I know what it's about? Or may the, our podcast it's, know what it's, it's about? It's just about me procrastinating. Like, it, I just film footage of myself just, like, messing around and, like, doing random stuff. What about culture and light producing, though? Mm, I'd be open to it. Um, I don't have that much... I, To be honest, I don't have that much experience in that field. But I would love to get experience, for sure. Mm. Have you ever watched, like, play or musical have you ever dabbled in 
that field? No, I, I've never, I felt like I wasn't really good enough for the theater. Uh, what? I, you know, personally, because I'm like introverted. So I was like, oh, like I, you know, I don't think I'm good enough for this. But uh, I do have some friends in the theater. And I'm just in awe because like, they're so good at acting. And I'm like, how can I be on your level? Like, you sing, you dance, you act, like, give me your talent, please. Yeah, I think that, um, I, I don't know if you've watched Sama Hong, uh, Filipinos, um, culture or life, but they always act, sing, dance, all that stuff. Like, See, that's none of, none of that. I can't do any of that. I can't. Yeah, but I know that other cultural um, groups, such as NSU, we definitely focus on the art of storytelling and just I think the hardest part is definitely blocking and all that stuff but mm-hmm. um I don't know that's a way that maybe in, in another life I was probably more into theater I was definitely more into probably mm-hmm. acting and everything just because I, I I love singing uh I could be better uh I love expressing myself on the stage and it was a really really fun time on honestly mm-hmm. um and I've always envisioned that pre-COVID that what I wanted to do was to um, something like Jesus Christ Superstar or actually something maybe like less, uh, actually something more, um, I don't know, less sac- less sacrilegious actually, but just doing something, um, maybe like something, a play on like the book of Job. Um, I know that Jessica told me that her church does something like that, but you know, do something with the UCC community members, but um, that's kind of gone. <laughs> that idea is kind of like squared away because of COVID-19. But yeah, I don't know. I think it'd you know, be cool it'd be, to say something. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, I know like recently because of COVID, like popular, like in, uh, actors and like from popular movies have come together on Zoom to like do table reads. So we could do a thing where like we just like read a, a script or something of a, a play or something, just get together and act out the parts but just us like that would be pretty fun actually that would be father mark's dream i think father mark tried to do wasn't, something like that wasn't or, he like a film major yeah he took, he's a graduate film graduate student yeah something i think he had an interaction with usc and um maybe he took classes there or maybe he taught there um sorry father mark if you're listening to this um he and taught? oh my gosh i'm gonna there's so many questions i need to ask him He's my advisor after all. So please ask him and please um just like tell me what he says because Father Mark's super awesome. Um yeah, Father I I feel like Father Mark uh, Mark is, you know, also your homeboy and everything. Like you go to him when you have problems and everything and he has this nice relaxing aura. I don't know. Have you noticed that around Father Mark? He's just like Yeah, he's chill so vibes. chill. He's so yeah. chill. Yeah. I would I would love to do like some kind of office uh, kind of a thing you know like I had a I had a vision in mind where uh I I even I am thinking of this right now but I'll tell you the idea later I don't want to like say it out loud because, of course of course of course you know it's future confidential stuff but I wanted to do something where we did like an office kind of an intro to the SLs where we just kind of like we we're up in the office and we we're just doing stuff like I just you know I would love to do that with that you. That could still happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I I want to make our intro 
to the UCC epic, like, you know? Do it, do it, do it. I'm so down. I'm so down. Oh my gosh, Father Jamie's gonna be like the um, Steve Carell. Um, no, 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 no. I don't want to do. I mean, let's see. I, I, I'm kind of curious to see how he'd pull it off. I. <laughs> you think Father Jamie's a good actor? Father Jamie. Yeah. I would love to see. Dude, I would love to see both of them act. I think Father Mark's. A, I I feel like Father Mark can like pull it off. Father Jamie, I just I. Wait, so I have a question for you now. What's up? Was Calm Life your first choice? <laughs> I feel Cal- like it was. Calm Life was my first choice. Okay, so funny story. So maybe maybe I'll cut this out. I was on a date with Jess. Um, we were going to Third Street and everything. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. She'll be on the pod soon. Um, we were discussing about you know UCC stuff and SL SLT stuff, and she says, "Hey, um, what do you think you want to? Do you think you might want to do it and all that stuff?" And I'm like, "Haha, leadership's a mistake. I would never do that. I want to focus on research because I feel like leadership during your fourth year is a t- huge time sink that you you will not be able to have." And I want to be able to research, but here I am. Um, God has called me to do other things. God said, you're a fool. You can do way more than what you say that you can. So, yeah, thank, thank you, Lord, for giving me the graces to um, see that. Any, anyways, so we basically were just sitting down and we were just listing out the things that, you know, I would do and everything. Potentially, she said, I think you'd be pretty good at like, you know, you're a pretty loud person. Um, <laughs> you, you, um you're a clown no she didn't say that uh because she's jessica is a very very nice person and she would never slander anybody like that uh, i on the other hand anyways um but um so she basically said like you know you seem like you would be a pretty good calm life you know i could totally envision you as that and then talking to my friends they envisioned that too so just envisioning about um you know what i would potentially be in the future i said to myself okay what's going to give me the least amount of stress um just like and I'm and I mean this is like a whole overall like just after praying about it and everything for sure. Um, EFD would I be able to do that? I love I love faith and development. I love talking mm-hmm. about all things theological. Um, if I wasn't com- if I wasn't like I don't know, I would probably do like a theology podcast. Um, to, if I was EFD, um, but yeah, I think that they're all, maybe I should also cut this out. I think they're doing something like that, so I'm pretty excited to see to see where. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing a tr- they're doing a channel. Let's go. Okay, yes, I can, I I will, I will not cut that out. Uh, check out Mary and Ty's uh, channel EFD. They're really yes the EFD channel because they are big brain. Um, Mary of episode one and Ty's gonna come on with Mary uh, pretty soon in Ooh, season two. So excited! Yeah, we're gonna plug them out because you gotta gotta support SL mem- other SLs. So yes, um, so. And then just starting to think, but like, what would be really suitable for my, I don't know, personality? What would I be truly enjoying and everything? Outreach. Eh! I mean, I don't want to deal with logistical stuff. I'm not a money kind of person. I'm not a, do I want to outreach to other groups? I mean, like, yeah, sure. But, you know, dealing with soul, I feel like I'll already have to do a lot of that. Um, I love soul, but also like... It is logistical stuff. So um, outreach this year is doing great, by the way. Just wanting to put that out there. And I'm not saying that because just because Chloe's here. I, I genuinely do believe that outreach this year is doing great. They're organizing so much stuff. They led the first meeting super well. Um, so yeah, hats off to 
Chloe, Natalie, and Ariel. So yeah, up to them. Um, <laughs> liturgy, I was like, I mean, yeah, potentially, but I felt I felt like there was like a calling towards what you think you would think. No, I I, I would never see you as. I mean, I guess, but you know, okay, this is really funny. But when we were all applying to be SLs, we were just kind of we were just in our mind kind of categorizing everybody and straight off the bat you were a calm life like we oh my god what you were you were we you we immediately drafted you for calm life like we had a we knew we were like yeah jason's he's he's gonna be the next erica he's gonna do all those cheers and stuff like we already saw you go brewing in calm life so well i feel like i can't be the next erica because i have fratner fratter i have what's that word um it's the fraternized no i don't want to use that word i want to use i have talked with the enemy and <laughs> there it is i have talked with yeah bc berkeley so you um erica has great school spirit and i have been seeing uc berkeley uh, especially with tracy and everything so i can't be the next erica but i mean yeah i think i was i i, I being calm life i was like I, I felt really called to it just because um you know my kind of my kind of whole thing is I I definitely want to bring people to the church and mm-hmm. you know I want this to be a comfortable and inviting place and me as a me personally uh I don't I I I I take myself pretty lightly like I don't let a lot of things just bother me like punches punches my 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 way but I just like roll through the punches and everything I'm a, I'm a, I have a very meathead mentality in a, in a sense of like um when i have an idea i'm just like you know what i'll just do it i mean like i think this the existence of this podcast was actually but very much meathead meatheadery i like did not for me i think like being calm life is a service for the people and it's definitely something that you know (laughs) it's a lot of the morale and i think that you got to be like the cheerleaders of the ucc and everything and um, I think the people that they picked this year to be my co's, um, Ariana and Valerie, I mean, they're amazing people. I definitely do see them as being part of Colette, like Calm Life. I think, you know, just the way that their empathy shows, the way that they care about people, that's a really crucial thing about Calm Life. So we balance each other out, I guess, you know, I'm the beathead one just like charging into everything and they're very much like, you know what, Jason? Sometimes your ideas a little bit too far fetched. You know, you know, trying to get trying to get events like with like a thousand people. <laughs> let's uh, let's slow the roll down. So yeah, I mean, we would love that. We would love that, but Zoom cannot hold that, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> I can't believe so. You had you basically had like predictions and everything about like the SLs and all that stuff. Yeah, we literally we literally had so many conversations about this but I think for me personally straight off the bat I knew I was outreach from the start like I I drafted myself into outreach because I couldn't really see myself in any other committee um I I mean I I would love I would I love to I would love to try calm life but I think outreach is where I really belong because you know I was thinking about it and I was like oh I, I feel like Outreach would be a great way for me to really use my talents as an artist and design because, you know, 
when you're promoting the UCC, you got to get creative with what you're doing. And so I love using, I love creativity. Like I run on it. So I really want to bring that to the UCC. And I think that's why I really vouched to become outreach, like from the start, like as soon as I stepped in that interview, I was like, yes, I am here for outreach. Like, I mean, not, I didn't say that directly, but <laughs> I implied it very heavily. Lamau. And I mean, I, I definitely think um, the staff definitely prayed about it and they definitely see the qualities. Um, you wouldn't put a meathead like me in liturgy because I feel like that would be like, oh, I, I would constantly be like asking Father Jamie, like, yo, is this what we're doing? This like, is this liturgically correct? Or I mean, there's way more than that. There's also, I guess, working with like music ministry. And then for me, I guess like I'd be like, oh, my gosh, there's like so many things that I, I would be st- stressing out upon. Um, same with Calm Life, but I guess. But yeah. What is the lasting impact you would love like to leave? You and your co's would like to leave wow. on. Yeah. I think, you know, right now with COVID and everything being online, we really want to, you know, we want to let these first years and incoming transfers know that like we're here for you. Even if we're not on campus at the physical UCC, like we'll be here for you still like through zoom through all the events that we have and so really just trying to reach out to them the best we can like starting with orientation and really making a lasting impact on every single first year transfer we meet because we want them we want them to know that we're here for them no matter what and I think you know outreach even though we're consider the behind the scenes people we do have a pretty important job in really being that bridge between the UCC and the UCLA community and the LA community like oh my god okay no 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 no, no. I don't want to think about that until like next month but yeah it's just and like our just being present in like Bruin Walk and doing all that stuff like we're we're represent we we represent the UCC like and it's just you know I would love it just one day like I mean I don't mean to like you know be this kind of person but like I would love to have like a first year come up to me and be like hey like you're the reason why like I'm pretty sure every single SL wants to hear this but you're the reason why like I wanted to come to the UCC like you made me feel welcomed and I think that's like the the one thing I would love to have in the entire world. I think that's that's the impact I really want to have. Like, no, I mean, human, I mean, validation is incredibly, like, valid, you know? Um, wow, validation is valid. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice to hear that, you know, you have touched people's lives for the better and everything. And, I mean, outreach sometimes is a thankless job. So, I guess I would just want to thank you all in advance. Um, hope that you all know that how important that you are to us. I mean, it's. I think it's fair to say that outreach is probably low key the execs of the SL committee and everything. Maybe that's a far too much of a reach, but there's so much that you guys have to deal with um, in terms of dealing with the UCLA community, dealing with us, and <laughs> dealing with staff and everything. Yeah. That you know, I feel like you know there may or may not be an exec committee and um, definitely that this is not in the rumbles and everything, but this is a hypothetical. If we were to have an exec commu- uh, committee, I would definitely feel great 
if I mean, if any of us step up, but definitely if if they're from outreach, just because you know the things that you all do, it's amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you. And you can basically tell me the things that uh, meatheads need to do, and I would definitely follow Captain Chloe into battle for what for whatever. <laughs> I think Walmart. that um, yeah, we have a duty to, I guess, for everybody in like the UCC community, and I mean, I'm. I'm pretty sad that we're actually not going to be able to like do stuff like tabling. I know that tabling is such a yeah, yeah, painful job. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like there's so many things that I feel that the first years are going to be missing. I mean, one of them mm-hmm. is that sweet dining food. Um, is the sweet dining halls and everything. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know about you. The last time I had um, food was like from feast and everything and they had the grilled chicken that i've i've always loved have you ever had the, the grilled chicken in a feast and everything like the teriyaki chicken the teriyaki chicken yes yeah it's pretty good it's oh pretty good God. but i feel like my t- my the best chicken i've had is at the plate it's it's so juicy it's so much flavor oh you can't that's eat. true that's true no i love beef Cobell's at the very bottom with their quality of chicken like it's dry like okay you know what don't go to covell if you want chicken <laughs> the covell slander i actually like covell because every saturday morning every sunday morning as well i go to Co- i i used to go to covell this is when i was on living on the hill cuz they have um fried eggs and they have those hash those those tater tots i always just get like jalapenos and everything and, i know like, what peppers. you're talking about i know what you're talking about i okay their breakfast is good but everything else is not that great like Okay, I I'm not a fan of pasta. Like I don't I don't know. It just makes me I feel kind pasta. of gross afterward. And Understandable though. Like yeah. their soup bar is kind of sad. Um, it it's just I don't I don't know. It's so I don't like it. I'm That's, sorry. Brianna's hearing this podcast and she is going on a t- she, she said like Covell soup soup bar. It's the best soup bar I've ever been to. Okay, okay, I guess, but. These Zoomers! But, like, okay, I don't know, it's, I mean, maybe because, like, I lived near it, like, I was in Sunset, and I, like, that was the first thing people wanted to eat when, okay, literally, everyone at the UCC loves Covell. I don't understand the hype. I just, what? I don't like it. It's so, I'm so sorry, you got, you guys are probably gonna, you know, hate me. Sorry, first years, if I'm gonna break your hearts when you listen to this, but don't go to Covell. It's just, you know, go to, like, Ronde. Ronde is way better. Um, it's not what? a dine-in, but just, you know, I'd rather go to Ronde. No. No, 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 no. No, you would rather go to a dining hall because you would get more for your, more bang for your okay, buck. Okay, true. But like, quality, like food-wise, like... B-Plate's better. B-Plate's the best. Okay, yeah, B-Plate's pretty good. Like, B-Plate's good. I also like Feast. Um, Denev, it was kind of a hit or miss. Um, they had really good ribs, though. Um... Oh my god! And their chicken sandwiches were really good. Do you like this study? Oh, oh, okay. So, I have fond memories of this study because <laughs> okay. Um, the study is the place where I um, 
basically get all my upperclassmen friends and we swipe in for like pizza and everything. It's like the late night kind of stuff. And then you basically have these deep conversations, which I still remember to this day. I, I love just hanging out at the study until 3am, just like talking about life and what to expect and just like the injustices and the world and just like other, other topics, but also just understanding your friends better. I mean, like the study is a place to go. Um, especially when people that aren't studying when they're studying there's i mean like no but yeah it's it's a wonderful place to go okay yeah like the study is quite of a walk from like it's literally at the top of the hill which is really sad um but i think like they're like okay they're breakfast bagels like chef's kiss like the smoked salmon bagels with avocado all right ty if you're listening to this like it's better than all of them so you can't you can't find me on that like literally like you need to try it um i don't know why you're so resistant but uh, give it a Wait, try the smoked salmon pizza there's the smoked salmon pizza too <laughs> dude i'm a salmon fan i love salmon like i cannot get I enough salmon, of that so. salmon like when B plate had green tea salmon, I didn't know they had that. They had green tea salmon. I love, I love, I, I'm a B plate fan. Anyone, if if dining halls are somehow open, anybody who is an upper a lower classman can swipe me in. Please, I'm I'm begging you. Please take me to B plate one so I can just relive my dreams one more time. Um, I, I'm literally, I'm literally getting on my knees. If you're still in LA, begging. when I'm in LA, I'll swipe you in. Yes. Okay, yes. but like, it's so sad though because every time they have salmon, it's like a long line. Like, it's such a long line. Like I remember it like literally like went around the entire dining hall because like people really wanted that salmon. Like, for for B plate. Yeah, but like this one time there was. Uh, they had salmon. I don't remember what kind, but it literally like curled around. Like it was like it was so crazy. Like I couldn't even get like oh. two slices or two plates. I, I think, mean, I think that I don't know. I think the, the the very fortunate times I was there. Like I always felt like the line it looked super long, but then it's only like five minutes. Yeah, it goes by uh, really fast. It goes by really fast. So I would recommend definitely just like staying in that line and everything. Um for that salmon it's worth it it's really um, sad when people take like two plates though at a time like they just take i two hate plates. those people like instead of asking for another piece on their plate they just take two i'm really glad that they're like stepping up and kind of just telling people not to do that because it's just really kind of like a waste of time too like it kind of holds up the line oh absolutely yeah those people that do that are 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 are, are, are trash i will say that <laughs> i'll put that on the record um but also I don't know if you've heard, but in B-Plate, um, you know how sometimes they have those lamb chops and everything? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My first year, year somebody was caught um, storing like 10 pounds of lamb chops in his... Okay, okay so, so what, what he did was he brought, brought a jacket, jacket, and inside the jacket, he basically stapled like a Ziploc bag, maybe a, a, one of those huge Ziploc bags, and every time he just put the lamb chops in there. And so... Of course you're gonna get caught if you were to have like that many Wait, many lamb chops like, and everything. Back the lamb chops that you took, or like what happened? I, I have n- I have no idea. I I feel at that point it's just like okay, well, kid, this is something that you should not do. But at the same time, like I have to. I, admit, I don't know. Oh, I have to admit though. Okay, so um, in high school I was an academic decathlon, and we got these like windbreakers that have like really huge pockets inside. 
I remember I like no. the next time I really had this. I was really thinking about this. I was like, maybe I'll bring it to UCLA, and then I'll bring Tupperware, and then I'll just like kind of just hide it and like put like the food inside the Tupperware and like sneak out because it's like the they're real. It's really poofy anyway. It's like windbreakers are really poofy, or the one that I have at least. So nobody's gonna catch me. Hopefully they don't listen to this because I kind of want to do it still, but. <laughs> I remember, I remember sneaking, sneaking out, out 10, ten bunches of banana. I remember sneaking out like 10 bananas for no apparent reason. It was just like a freshman thing to do. Like, oh, like, oh, how, many oh how many bananas can you sneak out? out? Oh, I guess 10. Oh, like, like, like half of them rot. rot. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Did you do that? Any of your squad do that? I know we like stupid stuff like that. I, I did, like, the B-plate bread, and I would kind of just, like, fold... Like, I would take, like, maybe five slices at a time on a plate and, like, kind of fold them up with a napkin. But, like, nobody really stops me because, like, you know, it's B-plate bread. Like, it's really good. Um, I don't really remember any stories of my friends, like, kind of sneaking food out. But if they did, like, it wasn't, like, anything major. Yeah. Yeah. That's... that's I guess it's I guess just... It's just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Why did that? Um, I, I, I think that B plate is like the best. Yeah, I, I like B plate too. It, it was really growing on me. Um, I remember at first I didn't really like it, but I really liked it a lot. Like I love getting salad from there, and their bread and their chicken is so tender. Like it's so juicy. Um, that's also my argument against Covell because Covell's chicken is so dry. Like it's. <laughs> It's so rubbery. Like, why? Covell's chicken was absolute garbage. If you had to rank the, um, on like a tier list and everything, or maybe just like rank the dining halls and everything, what would be number one? Does this include like takeout? Sure, this could include takeout. Or actually, let me separate them because I, I don't know. I just feel like, um, okay, so number one for me, I think it was Feast. And then B plates maybe a close okay. second, and then Denev third, and then way at the bottom is Covell. I don't like. I don't really like Covell unless I'm forced to. So, rip. R.I.P. What about takeout? Okay, this is really hard because I really do love both the study and Ronde, so I can't. I don't really know how to rank that, but I guess they're they're really close. They're high up there. They're really close. Like. Um, but I guess I have to say the study is at the top for me because are you going to say something? Are you going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold up. Okay. So if you were living at, um, no, 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 no. If you were living at Denev, any one of the Denev buildings, maybe Dijkstra, and you had to go to either Rande or the study, you would say you picked the study over Rande. Like that's that's what I consider to be number one. Oh, you consider Ronnie to be number one? No, no, no. Or it, it, I don't know. In that scenario, would you still pick the study over Ronde if you were like? Okay, in extra? then I guess I'll have to take some points off because I, you know, like, unless I get a bird, like, I know someone. <laughs> I know someone. If you're listening, you know who you are. But I know someone who <laughs> uses a bird quite frequently. So. Oh my god. <laughs> who lived in Dijkstra, and. Would always bird, so. 
Oh my gosh. We're not going to expose this person. Yeah, we're not going to expose them. No, expose them, please. But to continue my list, okay. And then, okay, I went to Beecaf a lot because I I lived in Sunset. And at first I loved it, but I got really tired of it. So I guess it's third on my list. And then fourth, it's Cafe 1919, only because I... I didn't really go there, and mm. I remember when I got a what was it called? Those uh, panini, right? Panini, panini yes, or whatever. I think so. I remember it was like really hollow, and like there wasn't really much like meat or like any sauce in it. So I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I had a really bad first impression. So yeah, that's my rankings. Um, you can agree to disagree, but you know it's. What about the nut takeout? Oh, the Nev Takeout. Oh, that's right. Okay. Nev Takeout. I think it's... I'll insert it um, before... Uh, what do you call it? Bcaf? Um, mm-hmm. Or no, really? no, no, not Bcaf. Maybe... I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really complicated because, like, it's... it. The food is pretty good. Like, it's... You know, when you have that kind of fast food, kind of a... Kind of, you want, like, comfort food kind of a feeling, but it's not really good for you. That's um, true. That is very so true. So I didn't really, I only ate it like every, like once a month or so, like, because I didn't want to like eat too much of it. So I would say it's up there. I don't really know what to rank it. It's really hard because, you know, like, Denev Late Night has a special place in everyone's heart. It doesn't deserve to be ranked, like, in a low, like, rank, and I don't want to do that to it. So I'd- you you guys can decide. I have a confession to make. I've never had the Nev takeout. Really? Nope. I okay. So usually my 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 route is like since okay since me being habitually late to class, <laughs> um, I basically just go through like BCAF and everything, um, and so I would like just just get like one of those croissant or like those ham and cheese croissants and just like book it to class immediately uh since i lived near um sunset village my first year and in my second year i lived in sprout cove um that was just more convenient yeah. I, I actually to be honest the nev takeout would have probably been better if i was in sprout cove but i think ever since my first year i just got into the habit of like okay um maybe like bcaf is like the better place but I, I got i got so sick and tired Wait, I thought the Denev late night. Wait, I thought Denev is only for late night. They had like a <gasps> breakfast option. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Denev. Ta- that's the Denev takeout. Oh yeah. Okay, so oh, there used to be there used to be a place behind Denev where you can take like food options, um, just like grab and go lunch and everything. But oh, I've been to Denev. Denev I'm so late young. night. I can't. I didn't know that. Did you know that Denev used to have um, what's it called? Milkshakes or like smoothies, or like yeah, milkshakes. No, I didn't. Did you know that? No. Okay, if if you t- if you talk to Noah, I'm pretty sure I like talked about milkshakes so many times in our uh meetings and like our hall meetings. I feel like when I was talking to Brianna before, I was like talking to her, and I feel like we we're talking about dining halls. So I feel like she mentioned that. Like, I don't know, like. She mentioned some things, like, me as, a, like, a newbie, like, didn't really know, like, I heard, like, the study was new in her first year, mm-hmm. like, which was crazy, like, I don't know what's next, I don't know what to expect from UCLA at this point. 
I don't know how they're gonna. So they're renovating Covell, but I'll never get to see the inside of it. Honestly, sucks for Tim. Okay. Or sucks for Covell. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest side. It's okay. I think I've insulted Covell enough. <laughs> everyone, everyone who's listening is going to just like bash you for like hating Covell. Okay, it's okay. Well, I'll defend you. I'll de- I'll defend yeah. you. If you're a second year or above, you have the right. But when you're an incoming first year, sorry, you you just you know you're probably do not Covell. gonna get the same. Yeah, just don't do Covell. Do me a favor. Yeah, do be plate or just be try it out and then tell me what you think when you have tried all the dining halls. <laughs> I again, it has it has to always just be be plate. But that's so that's so wild that. Yeah, because now remember, the Nev Grab and Go was gone because I think they were replacing it or renovating it to make it better. Uh, but then, like, the Nev Late Night, the Nev Late Night also used to have, um, like, did, it, did, you, did you get one of those burgers? Like, the uh, um, those fried egg bacon burgers? I don't think they had that, but I mean, I don't think I would have gotten it because I don't like. I don't really like eating burgers. I mean, they're good, but like, I don't want to eat it a lot. Like, you know, kind of a thing. That's that's true. That's true. Oh my gosh, that's that's wild. <laughs> that is wild. That is absolutely wild. Yeah. Essentially, all what we what we learned today is that Cavell's Cavell's trash. Yes. Um, and feast is better, and the study is also good. The study also has like those new vending machines now. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, like. It's pretty good. Well, some of their options are good. I remember I would get the ahi tuna. So, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, make sure it has dressing though, because it's really sad without the dressing. But it was really good. R.I.P. Um, highly recommend. I think it costs a swipe though, so be careful when you use it. As you, all of you who have the R plans, yeah. So. Is it is it twenty four hours? Yeah, it runs twenty four hours. I think they, um, they kind of. Restock it um, at certain points of the day, um, but yeah, it runs twenty four seven. I think the point of it was to kind of um, provide provide kind of a food source for students who might not be able to, um, you know, yeah, like I guess get a meal as much as they want to. It's kind of just to serve those communities who might not have access to um, to meals. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's that's good on UCLA for doing that because I think that food security is definitely yeah, security. an issue that we've been having. I mean, it's just like for for a university that prides itself with food diversity, mm-hmm. food, um, like just a, an an overabundance of food at times. It's just like food security is actually a huge problem at UCLA. So I'm really really glad that yeah. they are. Um, yes, kudos to them. Making making yeah, they're stepping up. They're making they're making efforts to combat that. Yeah. So, so I know that we probably talked about like past <laughs> thirty minutes about food, um, but yeah, I just want to thank you again, yet again, for coming to this pod um, for the second part. Um, is there anything that you want to say? I know the last time you talked about coming to our orientation, new student orientation, which you still should um, come support us every week. Yeah, every seven week. to. Seven to nine, except for an uh, for August twelfth or uh, September. Yeah, the transfer orientation. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I think we're having one on Tuesday for the first years again. So really excited to see some new faces this upcoming Tuesday. If you are listening on the day of the release, it's going to be two days. But if you're listening on a Monday, it is going to be tomorrow. So if you're listening for any day past that, it is going to be every other week. I mean, every week. So just come see us um, Catholic at Catholic Bruins. Um, so yeah, good stuff. But anything else you want to shout out for the second? Uh, no, but I, I really want to thank you for having me on the pod because, you know, you made my dreams come true, like I mentioned before. And it was really great talking to you. And like, can't believe like we literally started getting closer, like only like a few weeks ago because we had a, we shared a love of the game that is called Team <laughs> Town. So yeah, thank you so much for everything. Um, I hope you all enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> yes, I, I, I love this conversation. So thank you. Thank you so much. I know we bash Covell, so maybe people aren't so happy about the conversation. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I not am. sorry. Not, I not, not. Well, yeah, I guess I But I mean, I don't apologize for my opinion because... <laughs> Covell is trash. Yeah, That's what we learned today. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chloe. We will now close with um, what we usually do, our closing prayer. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you have given us throughout our lives. We thank you for the gifts of conversation, of knowledge, of wisdom, and of fellowship that you have given to us at the UCC community. We ask that you bless us in all the days of our lives and bring peace to our homes and communities. Lord, I ask that you continue to help us grow in our knowledge and to cultivate a spirit of learning until we are received in your heavenly embrace. Help us to search for understanding and for truth. May we continue to be scholars in all aspects of our lives, and may we always perform actions that are in accordance with your will. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The music used in this episode, a very Brady special by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons, and Cherry Monday by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons. Special thanks to our guest and artist, Chloe Alvarez. And to the UCC podcast team, Chloe Alves, Jessica Castro, Dylan Giannotti, Joshua Herring, and Isabella Richards. I couldn't have done this without you all. Thanks for listening.